Hello, everybody. I'm here in the Simply His coffee shop with Miss Sharice. My name is Brittany Jackson. I run the social media here for all of Skywatch, Eden's, everything you see everything. is probably coming from me. <laughs> Out of your so, desk. Yeah. <laughs> Today, we're kind of doing a little bit of a bonus content for you guys over here on YouTube. Sharice, over the past couple of weeks, we've done some videos on mentorship. Yeah. And I know that you used to be in missionettes and you used to yeah. um, help run the local youth group. Yeah. And so some people had some questions that, okay. um, for you. So first of all, let's ask, how did you even get started working with youth and that kind of a ministry? You know, it started probably um, 97. Um, my husband and I had um, kind of had been church shopping, so to speak. <laughs> Um, and churchies, there you go. Um, and we landed at a church that, you know, ultimately we were at for 10 years. And so, you know, we had young kids, so they had like different programs like yeah. Royal Rangers and missionettes. Yeah. And so the senior commander that was in place at that time for Royal Rangers yeah. had invited Toby to come down cause we had a son to, you know, be in the, in the class and see what it was about to be a helper, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then I, um, was in um, doing like the like kids ministry because I had you know two younger girls yeah so we we're in there doing that funny thing is that the next week we went back and that senior commander had left and left Toby all of his <laughs> like teaching materials and stuff so it was like okay you're getting pushed out of the boat there you go <laughs> um, and so we just kind of hung in you know yeah. and it it just grew and, and around that time is when. Um, the Assemblies of God had changed the curriculum for missionettes. I just fell in love with the curriculum and, you know, being with the kids and stuff like that. So so we did that for a pretty long time. And then it just kind of evolved, you know, as our kids got older. Yeah. You know, you're, you kind of grow seasonally with yeah. them. And so our kids aged out of all of that. And then by the time um, in 2000 seven-ish probably seven or eight when we started attending the church that we've been at for the last 14 years or whatever we we weren't we didn't do any Sunday school or anything like that but it was kind of I did worship you know there yeah. just like I had with our previous um, church and I can't remember really what brought it about because it's been a while and I can't remember what I did yesterday <laughs> half the time <laughs> but we just uh, you know, we took over the youth group it was crazy. It, so were it your grew. kids in the youth group? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Two of them. Two of them were at the time. So we, you know, it kind of evolved. But it was just, it was, it was kind of interesting because we kind of have had a pattern. The previous church that we were at, you know, the, the socioeconomical status of a lot of the kids in this area is obviously not what you're going to have in a major metropolitan area. Yeah. And there's some, some pretty dark places in our county. And what was funny is Toby and I, um, Toby has always been the one to, like when we were on a personal vacation once, he rented a Jeep from some guy on the street <laughs> to go to the other side of this island. And I'm thinking, we're going to die. We're just going to die. I can see Toby doing Oh, that. yeah. That's the kind of, because, I mean, he went to Dr. Arroyo and did a bunch of deep dive missionary, you yeah. know, where he's leaving last will and testaments before they go. And so he's not scared. No, he wasn't. So he'd, you know, they'd get the church bus going and they'd go into the worst neighborhoods and pick up the, the whosoever's. Yeah. You know, the, the, a lot of the kids that are left behind either through school or their parenting, yeah. that kind of stuff. So we would just pack the buses and, and that's kind of what happened here. It was really, really sweet. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So 
you kind of got into it because of your kids, but did you ever feel this call from God, like in the back of your head or maybe signs showing you that this is what you were supposed to do? You know, that's interesting. It, there was never anything, this is the voice, you yeah. know, kind of thing. <laughs> we did it initially because there was a need, yeah. right? And you, kn- you knew the need needed to be fulfilled Yeah. because you saw the need. And, but as, you know, as we were doing it, there were so many moments, you know, looking back, especially that's like, that was absolutely supposed to happen. That was absolutely supposed to happen, you know? And so it was just um, one of those things where you know that the Lord, you know, what, what is the scripture where he's talking, either he either led you or drug you, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. We were definitely were led, you know, coming into that ministry and whenever yeah. it was time for us to get out of it as well. We, we definitely saw fingerprints of how we were supposed to be and where we were supposed to be and yeah. who we were involved with, you know, yeah. at that time. So do you have any stories of, um, any kids that came from a really hard background and maybe got saved while they were at church or any interesting stories pertaining to being in that kind of a leadership position? Yeah, there was, there's many different, um, times that there were so many, um, integral moments with those kids. And a lot of the, the kids that, especially the kids that, you know, we ministered to a lot of, um, didn't have stable homes yeah. or couch hopping, you know, didn't have parents, you know, kind of a thing. I mean, they did, but the, the parents were either in addiction or, yeah. you know, not there because they're working three jobs, you know, whatever the case yeah. may be. And these aren't, you know, shiny church kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't come with their button up shirt. Exactly. And oh yeah. Easter no. Easter dress. Every exactly. Sunday, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we've always been, you know, just love them as they are for yeah. whatever, who cares, you know? just come hang out. At least they're there. Yeah, exactly. That was the deal. There were multiple other churches in the area that, that we would kind of, um, mesh with and do some co youth group things. Yeah. And at the time, I think it was 2009, 10, 11, something like that. Our daughter actually was seeing a, a kid that was a rapper and did Christian rap music. He was actually on, um, there was a teenage, um, platform show that Jim Baker's had at the time. Okay. So he was um, performing, right? And there was other individuals within that purview that they were attending a church in Oak Grove, Arkansas, which my husband's uncle and aunt, a lot of our family attend there. And we've gone to revivals there and, you know, Okay. but they were doing something called no church clothes. And it was like a Saturday night worship event. So yeah. there would be like multiple artists, like teenage artists that either sung or rapped or did music or, you know, whatever their, you know, spoken word, there was some spoken word kind of stuff. So we started taking the kids and doing, you know, that kind of a thing. And it was at the, after the fourth one, we'd gone to three or four of them. And after the fourth one, there was such a powerful move. I can't remember how many kids we baptized after we came back from that on the next Wednesday night, it was like 10 or 11. Wow. I mean, it was a ton, but I've got a picture of after the baptismal down here at the really cold Greek, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that red bridge that's yeah. in the park, that whole bridge is full of kids. Wow. So it was, it was really powerful. Really that was something that was very sweet. And looking back on that, it was like, man, that was so cool to see. Yeah. And not just for them, but their parents who have never stepped foot in a church we did it outdoors. They came to the event. Wow. You know, they, you know, approved of, of their child getting baptized yeah. and, of, you know, so it was, it was really sweet. 
So uh, not only ministered to the kids, it could have even planted those seeds absolutely. for the parents. And the community, because, yeah. you know, we're in the park, filling the park with people yeah. on a Wednesday night. Like, what is happening in the park? You know? Well, and people don't know this, but the park is on the main street oh, of the yeah, town. Oh, yeah, exactly. So You're just, dozens of people yeah. driving by. All the time. Yeah. yeah, it was still light out, so it's like, you know. Yeah. It was really sweet. It was very sweet. That's really cool. What would you say was the hardest part about being a mentor? Uh, there's a lot of hard parts about it, you know. Um, there, you know, you you know these kids' backgrounds. Yeah. You know what they're going home to if they have a home to go to. Yeah. And it's just it's it was mostly you know trusting God with you know their life, yeah, their protection, and and to keep them from the lures and the temptations at that age. Yeah. You know, they've already got family in addiction or family in not good situations. So it would be easy, you know, to just fall into that because yeah. you know that. Yeah, that's you what's know, easy. The, the chaos that you, you know, understand, you can thrive in that because yeah. you've got the tools for it. Instead of, you know, a lot of these kids never having faith introduced to them. Yeah. So you know, you're now, you know, worried about them you know, not like they're going to lose their salvation or whatever, but just keeping that relationship with God yeah. through their life, you know, and, and praying that they even make it through high school, you yeah. know, stuff like that. And, and, you know, there are many times because Toby and I have like this, this policy that, you know, we always told them it doesn't matter, you know, what time of day it is, you know, I'm not going to judge you. We're going to have a discussion about what's going on, but you know, there's not going to yeah. be any judgment, you know, no tongue lashing, you know, we just loved them where they were at. And so, you know, we would get phone calls in the middle of the night. One in particular, I can remember two girls. They had gone to a party and went from that party to some apartment complex in a not great part of town, yeah. in a town up the road. And they did not know where they were at. So, you know, I'm like on the phone with them. Thank the Lord we had cell phones. Yeah. You know, because... If there was a landline, right. it'd be... <laughs> oh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, walk outside, tell me what you see. I'm trying to get them to describe. They don't even know, like, whose house they're at. They yeah. don't know. The, and the people in the house are, like, significantly older than them. Male, female, you know, whatever. Well, and I know from being a teenager, it's like... When you're a teenager, you don't see yourself getting into those positions. Oh, but yeah. then you're you get in somebody's car yeah. and you're having fun. And then all of a sudden you're in a sticky situation. And that's really inspiring that you gave them a... Because, you know, a lot of them might have been too scared to call their parents. Oh, my, oh right. I'm going to get in so much They're gonna trouble. They're going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Or these people who their parents aren't involved in their life, their parents might not even pick up the phone or care. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that that part is tough, you know, because you, you see them... You know, you, they don't live with you, so it's yeah. not like you can super enforce daily behaviors and mimicking what life, an alternative, you know, yeah, life. What it could had. be like. Right. So, you know, that part is really hard because you, you want so much for them to have life yeah. and to have joy and to have peace, yeah. which, you know, their life is anything but peace. You know what I mean? And, and the, they get one snippet of peace on a Wednesday night during service, or if we do a, you know, go to a, a concert on a Saturday or go, yeah. you know, do pizza nights or whatever. So that, that part was really hard. The sweet part of that looking back though now is so many of them, I, we even, 
two weekends ago, we had a funeral for uh, one of the girls that was a part of our um, ministry. She was in my missionettes. Um, But her sister had been another part of ministry too with us. And so she came running up to me at her sister's funeral and could not wait to tell me about how she, you know, how she had gone to put herself through college. She's married. She's got kids. She's, you know, a a respiratory therapist and all the things that she's done. And it's like, it's so sweet, you know, that I was a part of that, that God put me on her path. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to help almost raise her in a sense with these kids. You're, you're a really big mentor and influence in their life. And then to see the outcome later on. Yeah, for sure. Cause I haven't seen her in years, you know, yeah. and I'm, it was, it was horrible that we had to come together to funeral, but it was, you know, really sweet to see, you know, in the rear view mirror of your life, because when you're doing that, you don't think about you're you're raising your own kids. I mean, I'm talking yeah. for me, I'm raising my own kids. I'm working full time doing ministry all the time. You're just yeah. run, go, run, go, run, go. And you don't in that moment, necessarily get to sit and soak yeah you know what I mean and and observe around you that you're actually maybe making a difference yeah you know what I mean you're just going through the motions almost yeah and you don't get to always see the fruits of your absolutely what you've been sowing yeah absolutely so with that being said what advice do you have for people who are maybe getting started in these youth ministries Mm -hmm. or any type of mentorship what's your biggest advice of how to get started maybe if you're getting really tired of it. You've been in it for a while and you're needing some encouragement. Yeah. You know, I think probably, you know, if if you're looking to become a mentor, there's a lot of different programs, you know, look at your church, obviously, you know, there probably are some coordinators that are your pastor, depending on the size of your church. You know, we attend a very small church and historically always have. So I would, I would look at your church leadership and ask them what opportunity, where is there a need? Because there, I guarantee you, in every single church, there is a need that's going unfulfilled. Yeah. Um, so, you know, find out where that is and plug yourself in. That was another thing, too, with, you know, when you're, you're studying, you're in the Word, but you don't get in the Word deeper than when you're having to teach it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, then then you're like, oh, I better brush up on that, you know. Yeah. Even though you know you're studying, you're doing your devotionals, that kind of stuff, but you're not like deep dive, you know. Yeah, well, unpacking it. You read a part of a curriculum, and you're like, I don't even know that. Wow, like you know exactly, yourself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, so I would say plug yourself in um, wherever it is the need is, and I yeah, I feel like you know the Holy Spirit as you're in those seasons will show you where you need to go, yeah. what needs attention, what needs help. Well, and I feel like a lot of people too, they might be sitting in church and maybe they don't really know where they should be, but it's like you almost have this spirit, which is the Holy Spirit yeah. kind of leading you. Like you kind of are drawn towards the little kids yeah, or right. drawn towards the teenagers. Cause like you said, maybe your kids are in that. So yeah. maybe sometimes you know what you need to do. You just need to take that first step. Right. Right. Even like women's ministry, yeah. you know, it's impactful. Men are the same. I mean, yeah. you know, our guys do men's stuff together and they're wanting to buy a, a different van for our church so us women can do stuff together. <laughs> and I just go. Just... Well, and men is a ministry that a lot of people don't think about. And no, men sure. are one that do get put on the back burner. Right. And they're ones who need the companionship the most. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. We have a men's breakfast that the guys do and they have different speakers because they we work with all the churches in the yeah. area you know, so everybody gets together, which is really cool. There's no like, you know, check your 
denomination at the door. Yeah, that's that. really cool. Because when you go to a bunch of small churches, yeah, sometimes you don't even have enough people to do it. No, exactly. Group. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm not cooking eggs for everybody. You know, yeah. we need extra hands for that. But um, yeah, pl- just plug yourself in. And, and a lot of times, like for me, things that I was drawn to was things that I was compassionate about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just when you see those kids or, you know, even if it's women's ministry, senior women, I can't tell you how many senior women have mentored to me, like do a, do a tea, do a, you know, just talk to them. It doesn't have to be a super structured thing. No, 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 no. Like the Sibelius coffee shop, just go to a coffee shop. Yeah, exactly. Just hang out. Even just calling somebody, I feel like sometimes is sometimes, or just sending a text. Yeah, we, text threads. That's another thing, you know, ladies, my, my pastor's wife, my very precious, sweet friend, Kim, she is so, she's such an encouragement. She just, it's crazy. But she, um, she will text us girls something to encourage us d- through the week, yeah. you know, which is like, I just love you. I needed yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I needed that. Or even, you know, just even around here, you know, we have somebody here that tapes up scripture in our women's bathroom. Wow. That's just like, I needed that. Or we'll put something yeah. in your mailbox yeah, you know, or a little surprise, a little, or, ha- a little happy. We call it, you know. Well, in here we do a lot of um, secret sister. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't always have to be an extravagant gift. Oh just no, leaving notes or yeah, exactly. Getting somebody a gift card to their favorite coffee shop. Yeah, or, or something. Yeah, yeah. Miss Lynn, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was really overwhelmed with a lot of stuff that was going on here, and I was just like, she was so precious and sweet. Wrote me this handwritten note that was absolutely and with some scripture that was. My favorite, one of my favorite translations to study out of. She, I don't know how she knew that, but she did. <laughs> and then she just cut some flowers out of her garden and put it on my desk. And wow. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> we needed that, you know, yeah. just that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, that's that's where it's important: the connection, the connectivity, and just making yourself available and making yeah. yourself real. Yeah. You know, that's something. The older that I get, that you know that fake facade, you know, when you're fighting in the, in the car on the way to church. <laughs> oh, praise God. We're yep. doing great today. You know, whatever. I'm not that way anymore. Get yelling at the kids in the car. and then <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> Send them off Sunday squack like nothing you. happened. Bye. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. If you grew up in church, you know. You exactly. Know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Sharice, um, I think this was a great interview and yeah. can really help out some people who I have been so. wanting to get started in that. Um, do you have any closing thoughts or just, uh, seek the Lord, just seek the Lord about where you need to be. And, and, uh, you know, there's a thing I used to do when I played volleyball in high school is I would, I would look at the, the court and try to find the deficiency or the area of void that I could get the ball into and the opponent couldn't get to do that in your church, do that. in you know, with people, you know, what is their need that you can fill, that you have, you know, don't go out, try to be something you're not, but, yeah. you know, something that's in your wheelhouse that everybody needs something, Yeah. you know? Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share this video with anybody in your life who you think might need some encouragement yeah. to get started. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next time.